Section four of Mince Pie. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Mince Pie by Christopher Morley. Section four on unanswering letters. There are a great many people who really believe in answering letters the day they are received, just as there are people who go to the movies at nine o'clock in the morning. But these people are stunted and queer. It is a great mistake. Such crass and breathless promptness takes away a great deal of the pleasure of correspondence. The psychological dittos involved in receiving letters and making up one's mind to answer them are very complex. If the tangled process could be clearly analyzed and its component involutions isolated for inspection, we might reach a clearer comprehension of that curious bag of tricks, the efficient masculine mind. Take Bill F., for instance, a man so delightful that even to contemplate his existence puts us in good humor and makes us think well of a world that can exhibit an individual equally comely in mind, body, and estate. Every now and then we get a letter from Bill, and immediately we pass into a kind of trance, in which our mind rapidly enunciates the ideas, thoughts, surmises, and contradictions that we would like to write to him in reply. We think, what fun it would be to sit right down and churn the inkwell, spreading speculation and cynicism over a number of sheets of foolscap, to be wafted billward. Sternly we repress the impulse, for we know that the shock to Bill of getting so immediately a retort would surely unhinge the well-fitted panels of his intellect. We add his letter to the large delta of unanswered mail on our desk taking occasion to turn the mass over once or twice and run through it in a brisk smiling mood thinking of all the jolly letters we shall write some day after bill's letter has lain on the pile for a fortnight or so it has been gently silted over by about twenty other pleasantly postponed manuscripts coming upon it by chance we reflect that any specific problems raised by bill in that manifesto will by this time have settled themselves and his random speculations upon household management and human destiny will probably have taken a new slant by now, so that to answer his letter, in its own tune, will not be congruent with his present fevers. We had better bide a wee until we really have something of circumstance to impart. We wait a week. By this time a certain sense of shame has begun to invade the privacy of our brain. We feel that to answer that letter, now— would be an indelicacy. Better to pretend that we never got it. By and by Bill will write again, and then we will answer promptly. We put the letter back in the middle of the heap, and think, what a fine chap Bill is. But he knows we love him, so it doesn't really matter whether we write or not. Another week passes by, and no further communication from Bill. We wonder whether he does love us as much as we thought. Still, we are too proud to write and ask. A few days later a new thought strikes us. Perhaps Bill thinks we have died, and he is annoyed because he wasn't invited to the funeral. Ought we to wire him? No, because after all we are not dead, and even if he thinks we are, his subsequent relief at hearing the good news of our survival will outweigh his bitterness during the interval. One of these days we will write him a letter that will really express our heart, filled with all the grindings and gear-work of our mind, rich in affection and fallacy but we had better let it ripen and mellow for a while. Letters, like wines, accumulate bright fumes and bubblings if kept under cork. Presently we turn over that pile of letters again. 
we find in the lees of the heap two or three that have gone for six months and can safely be destroyed bill is still on our mind but in a pleasant dreamy kind of way he does not ache or twinge us as he did a month ago it is fine to have old friends like that and keep in touch with them we wonder how he is and whether he has two children or three splendid old bill by this time we have written bill several letters in imagination and enjoyed doing so but the matter of sending him an actual letter has begun to pall the thought no longer has the savor and vivid sparkle it had once when one feels like that it is unwise to write letters should be spontaneous outpourings they should never be undertaken merely from a sense of duty we know that bill wouldn't want to get a letter that was dictated by a feeling of obligation another fortnight or so elapsing it occurs to us that we have entirely forgotten what bill said to us in that letter we take it out and con it over delightful fellow it is full of his own felicitous kinks of whim though some of it sounds a little old-fashioned by now it seems a bit stale has lost some of its freshness and surprise better not answer it just yet for christmas will soon be here and we shall have to write then anyway we wonder can bill hold out until christmas without a letter we have been re-reading some of those imaginary letters to bill that have been dancing in our head they are full of all sorts of fine stuff if bill ever gets them he will know how we love him to use o henry's immortal joke we have days of damon and knights of pythias writing those uninked letters to bill a curious thought has come to us perhaps it would be better if we never saw bill again it is very difficult to talk to a man when you like him so much it is much easier to write in the sweet fantastic strain we are so inarticulate when face to face if bill comes to town we will leave word that we have gone away good old bill he will always be a precious memory a few days later a sudden frenzy sweeps over us and though we have many pressing matters on hand we mobilize pen and paper and literary shock troops and prepare to hurl several battalions at bill but strangely enough our utterance seems stilted and stiff we have nothing to say my dear bill we begin it seems a long time since we heard from you why don't you write we still love you in spite of all your shortcomings that doesn't seem very cordial we muse over the pen and nothing comes bursting with affection we are unable to say a word then the phone rings hello we say it is bill come to town unexpectedly good old fish we cry ecstatic meet you at the corner of tenth and chestnut in five minutes we tear up the unfinished letter bill will never know how much we love him perhaps it is just as well it is very embarrassing to have your friends know how you feel about them when we meet him we will be a little bit on our guard it would not be well to be betrayed into any extravagance of cordiality and perhaps a not altogether false little story could be written about a man who never visited those most dear to him because it panged him so to say good-bye when he had to leave End of section 4 Read by Daryl War